Well, amen, church family. It is always a gift to be able to share God's Word with you. Uh, open up your copy of the Bible uh, to Matthew chapter 28. That's where we're going to be. If, uh, if you don't have a physical copy, you can always go to sharingnewhope.org. Uh, Pastor Adam had mentioned a moment ago that weekend worship materials button. If you click that, there is a sermon notes button behind that. You click that and it'll take you to a digital sermon notes page. The Bible is right there on it. You just click the hyperlink and you can read along with us. It's awesome stuff. So we invite you to do that as well. Um, the other week, Pastor Robbie uh, shared a message or shared in our Starting Over series that it takes all of us to be and to do what God has called us to do. He said that it takes a team. We're the team. It takes a team of different people. I mean, if you look to the right and you look to the left, we're different, right? And that's a great thing because as we are different, we can accomplish more of God's work together. <laughs> Amen? Last week, Pastor Adam actually shared a message about Jesus being our good shepherd. And part of that was him sharing how Jesus is persistently seeking all of his lost sheep. And that we get to be invited to be a part of him seeking those lost sheep. And so that's what missions is all about. And that takes all of us, whether we go or not. Today, we're looking at another thing that all of us who call New Hope Community Church their home are to be all about doing. Today, we're going to see that disciple-making, disciple-making is what we do. Disciple-making is what we do. And really, if you've been a part of New Hope, that should not be anything new for you to hear. Your pastors would love, would love it if someone asked you, hey, what do you do at New Hope? Or someone in the church family was just for a gag kind of quizzing you, hey, what do we do at New Hope? Your answer would be something like this. Well, first of all, we love people. That's our job. That's our heart. That's who we are. We love people because God loves us and we love God. But because of that, we make disciples. Discipleship is what we do. Hashtag Disciple 500 is what we've been calling it for the last year. And we'll say more about that in a moment. But, but we are serious. We are serious about everything in our lives. Everything, especially what we do together as a church family, being driven by and seen through the lens of making disciples. Literally answering this question, how does this thing we're about to do better make disciples and more of them? We want to be a growing church family of faith that knows Christ and makes him known here and around the world. Amen. Who shares Christ and helps others do the same. Pastor Robbie, you should have 30 plus people in your sharing Christ group after this one, okay? That makes disciples and makes disciples who make disciples. That's who we're going to be. That's who we are. That's what we do. Because first of all, disciple-making, disciple-making, it's what we do. It's what we do. Notice what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Verse 18 starts, And Jesus came and said to them, speaking of the disciples, speaking to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, 
and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. This text is Jesus' marching orders for all Christians. This is the last thing that he said to his disciples before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. It was the core of his teaching that he had for 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension. We know that to be true because we have it recorded in multiple different ways in at least two other locations besides this. In Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, and in Acts chapter 1, 8, Jesus says this. And so I like to say that I don't know about you, but I'm a little thick sometimes, and it takes a little uh, repeating and saying it over and saying it at a different angle and saying it a different way. Jesus did that for his disciples because, hey, they needed to hear it, and also we need to record in our Bible to hear it a few ways too. It was the core of his teaching, and this was the point that Jesus was getting at. These were his basic instructions. He wants us to get that disciple-making is what we do. In verse 28, or chapter 28, verse 19, he says, make disciples of all nations. Last week, Pastor Adam, in his uh, message, dialed in on Jesus' heart for seeking the lost of all the nations. And let's focus in today now on making disciples in that disciple part. Bible teachers make clear that that, that uh, statement, make disciples, it is the command in this passage. For my grammar geeks joining us tonight, this is the imperative. This is the mission orders, the command. And therefore, it's why we, as Christians, once we become Christians, it is why we have life and breathe and our heart beats again and again and again. It's to make disciples. It's to make disciples. Discipleship. So you might be asking, well, what in the world then is discipleship or disciple making? Maybe you're new. Uh, or, or maybe we haven't clarified that for you. Well, let's, let's clarify it. Disciple, being a disciple, it literally could be translated learner or pupil. And so that implies, in the idea behind that, this this acceptance in our minds, as the way one Bible teacher said it. So think, thinking, believing, our values, but then it's also practices. What we practice, think living, our decisions, our actions. So it's the acceptance of a teacher's teaching in our mind and practicing it in our lives. And that's What to do if we're a disciple of Jesus, that means we want to know Jesus' teaching, accept, believe, value, and then live those out in our lives. It's the essence of what is uh, meant when we sometimes say being a Christian is living a life of doing, quote, what Jesus would do. By the way, disciple, that title, it was one of the primary uh, titles of Jesus' followers for the first decade of the Christian movement. Uh, It's not until Acts chapter 11, verse 26, around AD 40, so almost 10 years after uh, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, that followers are first called Christians for the first time in one city in the world at that point. So the primary title, or one of the primary titles, was the disciples. And so as Christianity spread around the world, that would have been the primary description of Christians until Christian Christian, uh, took place, or, or took root, if you will. Now let's look at our passage. Let's see how that Jesus gives us components of disciple-making. First and foremost, disciple-making is inviting others to give their lives to Christ. Notice in verse 19, Jesus says, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, that might confuse us and make us wonder, does that mean that all of us are to baptize people? Well, when we understand what baptism represents and we, we see its part in disciple-making, it represents leading people to committing their lives to Jesus Christ, which begins with sharing Christ with others. Disciple-making begins with sharing Christ with others, sharing that Jesus is our creator God. Jesus Christ is the creator God. He's made us in, our, in his image we, to have a relationship with him and to live his purpose for our lives, sin Sin is real and sin has wrecked havoc on our lives. It separated us from our God. It keeps us from living that life and that purpose for him. So Jesus, Jesus is our rescuer who comes and as he came, he lived on earth a perfect life as a human. He died a perfect death penalty as our substitute. And he did that so that anybody who gives their life to Jesus, to him, could be rescued from their sin and made right with God, become a child of God, and live God's purpose for their lives. And so it begins with sharing Christ with others, but it also is inviting those, those that we share Christ with to commit their lives to Christ. It's inviting them, as we share, to then make a decision to give their lives to Jesus Christ, to be rescued, to be saved from the eternal separation of their sin, to become God's child, to be right with Him, and finally finally be able to live God's purpose for their lives. You know, it's worth pausing and just asking ourselves as we think about that. Have I given my life to Christ? Was there a moment in my life when I understood that not only did God create me, not only did he make me in his image, but that my sin has separated me forever from him? And that Jesus really did live a life I've never lived, always loving God perfectly, died in my place, and is offering me an opportunity to be right with God if I'd give my life to him now. Have you done that yet? If you haven't, I'd encourage you today, make that decision. Become a child of God. Give your life to Jesus. And so from there, what we understand about baptism then is baptism is a powerful picture, a powerful picture where somebody publicly shares that they have given their life to Christ and as you can see from the photos, it is a special moment. We always say just how special it is when someone is making that public declaration that they have given their life to Jesus Christ. The reason why is because in this powerful picture of them going under the water and out of the water, they are pointing to their identity. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ saying, I have given my life to Christ. I am committing to, committed to his purpose for my life, making disciples. And that's why we're so serious about helping someone who's given their life to Christ to get baptized. It is the natural, it is the right, it is the appropriate next response to express our commitment to Jesus Christ. And that's why we make disciples together and we should be encouraging and helping others as we make disciples to take the step of baptism. And thinking of that, then it's worth asking this question. Have I personally shared my identity as a disciple of Christ through baptism? Have I personally shared I am a disciple of Jesus Christ? I'm committed to living with God's help, his purpose for my life. If you've given your life to Christ but have never taken the step of, of being baptized after you've given your life to Christ, we'd love to help you do that. 
Take that step with us. We're here for you. That's what we're here for. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the things you could do is you could sign up for our next starting point class. It's coming up the, uh, this next Saturday, February 6th. It's not next Saturday, but coming up February 6th, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. You can go to the Hub, sign up for that. We'd love to get you connected and help you take the step of getting baptized. So not only is disciple-making helping others give their lives to Christ, secondly, it's helping others live for Christ. It's helping others live for Christ. Notice what Jesus says in verse 20. He says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So, so not only is it about helping others give their life to Jesus, making disciples is helping them to then live that purpose for their lives. Helping them live that purpose. Helping them to grow and to live that better and better. Better and better. Growing better and better at understanding what it is and how it looks to live for Jesus Christ. This defines, uh, this, this definitely rather carries the idea of instruction for people, helping people to learn and follow Jesus' commands, and by extension, all of the Bible. We said earlier that discipleship is learning, and, and not only learning, but then living and obeying, submitting our lives to Jesus' teaching, and by extension, submitting our lives to the Bible. We, I like to say it this way, is I want to do my best to live my Bible. I want to live my Bible with God's help. I want to live my Bible. That's why teaching and learning the Bible together is so important. It is so important. It's also why living out the message of the Bible is so important. We could say it this way. It's what we do. Duh. Anyways, we are disciples. We're disciples. And now, so with that, let's embrace that disciple-making. Let's just embrace this together. Disciple-making is not only what we do, but it's what we do every day and everywhere. It's what we do every day and everywhere. Uh, notice what Jesus says in verse 18. He says, he says, I'm sorry, verse 19, he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. He says, go. And literally, it could, the idea behind it is, get going. And as we're going, living our lives, wherever we're living our lives, whatever it is we're doing, whatever our vocation is, whatever our hobbies are, whatever our family of origin is, wherever location we live, we are there to make disciples. Now, we might say, but, you know, teaching really isn't my thing. It's not really something I'm gifted at. You know, I, by the way, I'm not all that comfortable with sharing Christ either. Um, I don't know if I want to do that when I'm snowshoeing on the hiking trail next week or um, over on, on uh, West Mountain skiing. Like, I don't know if I really want to share Christ. Uh, does that mean I'm not called to make disciples? And isn't that, by the way, for those professional Christians, you know, like maybe like one of you, like, you know, the pastors or, or the missionaries that you guys have been talking about? No. The answer is every one of us is to be part of making disciples together. Each of us. Each of us has a part of the work of making disciples. Each of us is a part of sharing Christ with others and then helping others to live more of their lives for Jesus Christ. And by the way, as we do, we are remembering that it is what we are all to do together. Now, just to pause on that, that might intimidate all of us, right? You might be like, well, all right, you're really throwing it pretty hard right now, especially if you were to say, man, I don't really know much of the Bible. How am I supposed to help? Well, we'll say more about that in a minute, but let's just keep it, uh, let's just acknowledge this. That, that thinking cannot keep us from being and doing what God has called us to do. Not feeling equipped and not saying that I don't know enough is not a reason to not be and do what God has called us to be and do. 
we are here to make disciples. Instead, let it motivate us. Let it motivate us to start with learning and living as faithful disciples ourselves and then begin being a friend for Jesus with others. And then being that friend with G- for Jesus, committed to not only being that, but getting better and better at helping others live their lives for Jesus. All of that to say, don't let these thoughts complicate what disciple-making is. Really, it's about having friendships for Jesus. And then after that, we help someone give their life, uh, after we help someone give their lives to Christ, we, we help them start learning what it means to follow him. And, and each of us can do that as we share our lives with others and, and share what we've learned along the way and what we're learning now. And we'll share more on that in a moment, but for now, here's what I want you, us to remember. Every Christian, every Christian should, should be making disciples. Every Christian should be a part of making disciples. By the way, just as an aside to that, this is how Christianity started and how it, in fact, continues and will continue. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, we mentioned that earlier, Jesus basically, before he ascends to the Father, he tells his disciples to share the good news in Jerusalem, and then Judea, the immediate area, then Samaria, the region, and then to the ends of the earth, the nation, and the world. And for the first seven chapters of Acts, that is what the disciples do in Jerusalem and in Judea. And it is clear that it isn't just the 12 apostles, quote-unquote, you know, those professionals, because thousands and thousands of people give their life to Jesus Christ. So that means that it was all of the people multiplying the, uh, uh, the, uh, the discipleship that's happening there. And in Acts chapter 8, due to persecution, we see that the early church spread to outside of Jerusalem. You'll see some of the ways that it spread. And one of those that you'll know is that they spread outside of Jerusalem and Judea and into Samaria, and then eventually into a region known as Syria to a city called Antioch, and, and, and eventually from Antioch, the world. And by the way, these were just regular people like you and me, who, because of persecution, fleeing for their lives, had to leave their homes and then land at a new city and make new homes and make new jo- get new jobs and meet new people. And guess what they did as they did that? They started sharing Christ and making disciples. And eventually a church starts in Antioch because of it. In Acts chapter 11, we see that. And in in Acts 13, we see that that church of just regular folks then sends out its first missionaries to the world. Paul and Barnabas go out to the center of the Roman Empire, and then the rest of the story of the book of Acts is them spreading the good news throughout the known world. And then from there we see, as Acts, if you will, continues, the rest of the world has been made disciples of, or is continuing to be made disciples of. The story continues on because it was people like you and I, just regular people making disciples together. And so as Pastor Robbie has said, if this is what we're to do, it truly takes all of us. Now, we might, we might wonder, can we really do it? Can we really do that? And the answer would be on our own. Of course, the answer is absolutely no way, not, in, not possible at all. But here's the deal. Here's the encouraging thing. We are not on our own. We're not on our own. Jesus is on it. He's on it with us. Notice what Jesus said in verse uh, eight, 18 of chapter 27. 28. He said, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me, is what Jesus said. And then in verse 20, he says, not only that, but he says, then I am with you 
always, I'm with you always. Now, now track with me. This, don't miss this. Track with me and what Jesus is saying in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Every day and everywhere, Jesus is with us. So that every day and everywhere, we can make disciples until he returns. Every day, everywhere, Jesus is with us. So that every day, everywhere, we can make disciples until he returns. So, so think about that. There is not a moment, not a moment when we are not on mission to make disciples. There isn't a moment when Jesus isn't with us. There isn't a moment when he's not leading us, when he's not giving us what we need to make disciples wherever we go, whatever we do. There are no off days or moments. As Pastor Robbie sometimes likes to say, we've got to keep the pedal on the floor. This is what we do. We make disciples. So can we do it? Yes, we can do it. We can do it because we've got Jesus with us, empowering us every moment. We have every resource we need to be a part of making disciples every day and everywhere. I don't care where you work. I don't care what you do. I don't care what your hobbies are, your family of origin, your job and mine. Let's make disciples together. Amen? Let's do it. Let's do it. See, and it's not all that complicated. It's not all that complicated. Yes, some of us are more gifted in teaching or sharing Christ Yes, there is much to learn and much to apply to our lives to grow in faithfully being more and more effective at loving and helping others, to be sure. But all of us can make friends with others for Jesus, right? Absolutely. That's the heart of making disciples. It's where it starts. We love others. And then we make friends for Jesus and help them follow him better and better. And as we think about disciple-making being what we do, Let's talk about, secondly, disciple-making, how we do it at New Hope. Let's talk about how we do that together at New Hope. Now, if you've been with us for a while now, you should have heard us talk about the journey. You should have heard us talk about the journey. This is how we at New Hope uh, seek to answer the question, how do I get started on the journey of discipleship? If I'm going to start following Jesus, how do I get started? Well, there is a starting point. How we get started we give our lives to Jesus. We take the step of salvation, become a child of God, become a disciple. And then we go public with who we are now as Christians through baptism. And we become a part, we partner and become of a part of a church family. And then from there, there's some first steps that you can get going on and then some next steps to, to take as you worship, grow, and serve and make disciples together. Now, see, we have a goal here, a big, hairy, audacious goal of 1,000 people in our church family who, if we were to ask, are you on the journey, they would say, yes, I am on the journey, worshiping, growing, and serving, taking my first steps and my next steps here at New Hope. And we believe, that's BHAG number five, by the way, and we believe that if that happens, we'll also accomplish BHAG number 10. New Hope is a joy to be a part of. If we're a part of the journey of following Jesus and a part of making disciples of, uh, uh, around us and of the nations, we, it will be a joy to be a part of God's family and his work. And by the way, that's why in weekend worship we teach the Bible. 
like we are now. We want to instruct one another so that we can follow Jesus better. And why we have, by the way, daily devotions, reading the Bible and praying. That's why it's a part of the journey of, of discipleship, so that we can learn more of God and most importantly live better for him. By the way, that's also an important part of why we have growth groups here. Someone wrote to me the other week about their involvement in a growth group this season, and I couldn't say it better, so I just want you to hear their words. My weekly growth group is something I look forward to. It is the light in my week. Growth group for me is a chance to become close to other believers, to grow and learn new perspectives. Growth groups also keep me accountable and in the scriptures every day. My growth group also gets me out of my comfort zone and pushes me to live the way Jesus wants to live. Wow, now that's making disciples. Did you hear their personal growth? Did you hear not only just their personal growth, but now they're serving and they're making disciples too? See, that's why today, this weekend, we're having Group Connect. We don't want you to miss out. So please, I encourage you, if you haven't gotten connected yet, don't miss it. Sign up. You can do that and be a part of a growth group uh, moving forward. Also, not only is disciple-making, um, and also a reason why that we do that is, uh, is we have, uh, disciple-making is why we have our Celebrate Recovery and our counseling ministries here at New Hope. If you're if not familiar with Celebrate Recovery, or CR as it's affectionately called, it is a 12-step recovery a support group ministry that meets here uh, on Mondays at 6 p.m. And it is where people can find healing support from hurts, hang-ups, and habits as, they've invite, as they are invited to begin their journey of being a disciple of Jesus. And let me tell you, it is awesome. It is awesome. So I encourage you to check that out. Also, it's why we are laying the foundations of a community-based counseling ministry center. We want to be a family. We want to be a church family that has a place for people who can find help and hope and healing for their daily struggles or even the larger issues of their life through the power of Jesus Christ and the life-changing principles of the Bible. We want to make disciples of our community as people come to us and as they find that Jesus Christ is the answer to their deepest needs. And we want to help them grow as disciples and find help with their struggles by helping them to apply the Bible's answers to that struggle. And see, that's why BHAG number one is establishing a thriving counseling center. So we're getting trained together to accomplish that. This Saturday, uh, today, as a matter of fact, this morning, we had 20, 20 people. There's 24 signed up. We had 20 people at 8 a.m. getting counseling and discipleship training with us. Wow. Do you see that group of people right there? Those, by the way, those are the rock stars right there. These are special people. And the reason why is because these people are saying, I want to love my community. I want to be a follower of Jesus in such a way that I'm going to get more and more equipped and get better and better and better at loving people in their time of need with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and helping them apply God's word to their struggles. Wow. Isn't that awesome? These are special people. By the way, the, the registration for that, um, that course 
is closed now, but, but, but you might be saying, well, I want to get on this, this bus and join in too. Don't worry. We have our biblical counseling and training conference coming up February 7th to the 12th. It's going to happen 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah, all day, Monday through, through Friday. It's going to be awesome. We're live streaming a week-long counseling training conference that basically takes this, ten, these, are, these, these people are doing 10 weeks, four hours for 10 weeks on Saturday morning. Yeah, they're doing that. It's gonna, this week-long conference takes that and condenses it down to a week-long 30 hours. And so it's awesome. We'd invite you. By the way, we have 18 people coming to that. Wow. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. But by the way, there's room for you. Go to the Hub. You can sign up. We'd love to get you going for that. Our goal is to be ready, by the way, to start this counseling ministry by as early as this fall. And by the way, I hope, you're, I hope you hear it. It is all about discipleship. It's all about making disciples. Now, of all the ways, of all the ways that we just have shared about making disciples at New Hope, if, if you don't hear, if you haven't heard anything else, we want you to hear this. This is the one that we believe God has for all of us. This is the one. One-on-one discipleship. One-on-one discipleship. Last year, we shared uh, what would become BHAG number nine. 50,000 people discipled. Huh? Yeah, 50,000 people discipled. We said in seven to ten years that we want to disciple the 50,000 people that live within a a five-mile radius of exit 19. And by the way, actually, our pastors were talking about it this week. The number of people living within a five-mile radius is not 50,000. It is actually 64,000. So your pastors realize our BHAG is now 60,000. 60,000 people uh, reach. That is BHAG number nine. It went 10,000 more. Because, here's the thing, here's the thing. We really believe that if, if this goal, this goal, by the way, it, it, the thousand people on a journey, a, a thriving counseling center, New Hope being a joy to be a part of, and you could take any of those other ones and throw them on there too. All the ministry we do, growth groups, celebrate recovery, counseling, all that flows from the desire of making disciples and helping us to accomplish the goal of 60,000 disciples. And that's why last year we started with hashtag Disciple 500. Disciple 500. So last year we, we said 2020. 2020 would be the year that we disciple our 500. Anyone who calls New Hope home, together we would either disciple or be discipled by someone. And so each person would reach one. And, and as they did that, then we would go on the next year and reach one for Christ and disciple them and help them reach another. And then that person does the same thing for the next year while we keep doing it. And each year we do that, and the next person we help does it, and the next person that they help does it, and they just keep doing that. And we shared that within eight years, if we did that, we could reach our 64,000 within a five-mile radius of exit 19. And then when we think about discipleship like we have, that everyone is made a disciple when they give their life to Jesus, that everyone is making disciples after they've given their life to Jesus, and that that 60,000 people discipled could happen because of a fairly small church family like ours, we begin to see that this is not expert this stuff. This is not hard stuff. No, this is simple. This is basic stuff. One life helping another life getting started on their walk with God, and then helping them move forward. It's just how we got to roll as God's people, amen? That's what we have to do. 
And last year we had, by the way, we had an incredible response to Disciple 500. We had a commitment weekend where people shared that, that they were either going to disciple someone or be discipled by someone. And so we paired those people up and we had times of training and then we got on it together. We ran at it. And here's what some people have shared about their hashtag Disciple 500 experience. One person said that it is the highlight of my week. It was the best part of 2020. Another person shared that it was clear that the Lord put us together in an important time in each other's lives. If it wasn't for this discipleship relationship, their marriage might not have survived. Wow. All because we said, let's disciple or be discipled. Another person shared their disciple is growing and now wants to pour their life into their co-worker who doesn't know Christ yet, so they're sharing Christ with them to then hopefully help them grow as a Christian. Amazing. And by the way, this in the middle of a pandemic. And speaking of that, 2020 didn't really turn out as we all expected, did it? Dead silence. You could have said amen to that, I guess, right? Thanks for reminding me. It's 2021 now, Jeff. Thanks. All right. Some of us got stalled out on our discipleship relationships. Maybe some of them might even, because of that, got not even stuck. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that and where we're headed as a result. Realizing that, listen to this, realizing that we still need to do what we are made and called to do, which is make disciples. Realizing that, and that 60,000 people in 7 to 10 years is BHAG number 9, and we're after that, all of us, is, all of this is building towards 2020, disciple 1,000. Yeah, I said it. Disciple 1,000. Yeah, that's right. We're going to finish out this year and finish realizing 2020 wasn't what it turned out to be, uh, what we expected it would turn out to be. We're going to finish this year off with our Disciple 500 so that we are ready to Disciple 1,000 in 2022. Yeah. And so because of that, we're going to have another Disciple 500 commitment weekend. It's coming up February 20th and 21st. And in our weekend services, you're going to have an opportunity to commit to discipling or be discipled. Disciple or be discipled. You're going to be able to share, I have someone to disciple if you're choosing that, or I need someone to disciple. I have someone to disciple me, or I need someone to disciple me. Now, you might be saying, hey, I'm not sure I'm ready to disciple someone. Can I be discipled first? And the answer would be yes. Whether you are discipling someone or being discipled by someone, when we do that together, guess what we're doing? We're making disciples. We're making disciples. And so for sure, we all want all of us to grow to a point where we're able to disciple another person because that's what we do. Hopefully by 2020, we can reach our Disciple 1000 goal together if we do all of that with our 500 this year. Now, as we look at that, that means a few things. First of all, if you made your Disciple 500 commitment last year, this is really important. Here's a really important question to ask. Where is that relationship with, that, with, with your disciple or your discipler right now? Where is that relationship at right now? Do you need to follow up with each other? Do you need to see about maybe finishing this year out with each other? Or maybe you're already ready to disciple someone else when you are ready to be paired up with someone for the remainder of the year. Awesome. Whatever it is, be ready to reflect that commitment on February 20th and 21st. 
Now, secondly, you might be here, if you weren't a part of Disciple 500 and that commitment last year, we would encourage you to be praying about this commitment weekend coming up. What are you going to select? Are you going to disciple someone, or are you going to be discipled by someone? And after that commitment weekend, we're going to have what we're calling our Disciple 500 Touchpoint. That is for those who commit to disciple someone. You're going to have two options. They're identical options, just at different times, because we love you. And by the way, we'll stream it too if for some reason you can't make it, or if anybody who's joining us online is making that commitment and wants to join as well. Thursday, March 11th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. is option one, and then Saturday, March 13th from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. is another option. And these are for everyone who commits to disciple someone at New Hope. Whether you've been discipling someone, if you've been discipling someone, you went to our training last year, this is going to be a time for us as we're doing it and continuing on for the next year to refresh ourselves, to, to continue to build the foundation of what it means to, to be involved in making disciples, to learn from each other, to encourage each other, and even to be a help to those who are going to be present who are learning these things for the first time. You're going to help them to be an encouragement as they start discipling someone. If you're new to discipleship, this is going to be a time for you to, to get training, to get equipping, and to learn from others' experiences so far and be able to ask questions. All of us, all of us need to be praying. We need to be praying about sharing our commitment to disciple or be discipled on February 20th and 21st for Commitment Weekend because disciple-making is what we do. It's what we do. And so as part of this church family, we are a growing family of faith, knowing him and making him known here and around the world. We have seen today that we do that in lots of ways together, but really where all of us need to do it together is one-on-one discipleship. So right now, that means finishing out our year of Disciple 500 as we look to Disciple 1000 in 2022. You ready? Let's pray. Let's pray. Well, as we pause, we just want to take this as an opportunity for each of us. Everyone, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, our hearts. I just encourage you, have your heart open to the Lord right now. Lord, what is it that you have said to me? Maybe start with a prayer in your heart like that. God, what is it, as you opened, as your word was opened, that you specifically said to me? Where are you at? Maybe you need to ask the Lord something like this. What do I need to do to make disciples with my church family? If you've been discipling someone, is that continuing to disciple that person with a view of taking on somebody new in 2022? If you've been being discipled, are you ready to now start discipling someone? Do you need to be discipled by someone? so that you could be ready to begin discipling someone, maybe in 2022. Father, with your help, we're grateful to see that 60,000 people within a five-mile radius of Exit 19 could know Jesus Christ, be growing in their walk with him, and be a part of making them known here and around the world. And so we see 
that's going to happen. We've got to be on it. So would you help us, all of us, if we're looking at each, at what's in, available in our own hearts and what's available in our own lives, we all know we come short. We can't do it. Thank you, Jesus, that your spirit is in every one of us who have given our lives to you. Thank you that you've given us your word. And you've placed us where you have in the relationships that we have to be a part of making disciples with this church family. So lead us, Jesus. Maybe you're speaking to one of us about getting baptized. Is that you, friend? Is it time for you... Maybe you've been baptized. Maybe it's time for you to make New Hope your church family and to partner with us. Maybe you're here right now and you're realizing, I've been talking about making disciples. I'm not sure that I am a disciple. That's you, friend, and you aren't sure if, or you know for sure that you have never given your life to Jesus Christ to rescue you from your sin and make you a child of God. You could right now do that. You could, from your heart, right now, talk to God and say something like this. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for living and dying for me. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Please make me a child of God. Make me your disciple. I want to follow you now with my life. In Jesus' name.